Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan. Liam, what's the news? The news? Well, we'll always start like this. We've had quite a bit of surf again. We've had some good surf in the last uh, few weeks. Having said that, always about expectation. You have more, you want more. (laughs) So it's really trying to not get too greedy. As you saw in the social stuff, we've had some big easterly swell. Some really big easterly swell, which uh, I'll, I'll get to later with my sort of paddle out struggles, but made it brutal, brutal paddle out. And then at time of recording, we had yesterday, which were those microwaves, those mini little nuggets of joy, which in some ways brought so much more stoke mm. than some of the bigger stuff. It's weird, isn't it? It's really weird. I'm not as stoked about small stuff yeah. as you are. Dare I ever compare my level of stoke in small ways to Liam? Because goodness me, he loves small waves um as much as give me something you love as much as small waves <laughs> you well, you've say, put me right on the spot there, bang haven't you kurt bang nothing no, literally it's like oh, nothing I, can beat it listen, I, I know set, the family set, set, setting aside the family that goes without <laughs> saying by the way whenever i'm going to caveat here whenever we're talking about what do you love more than insert surf analogy here it's excluding this is taking the family out of the equation. Is so it ex- bad? Excluding that. Is it bad that I would put that above my family then? Well, that doesn't surprise me with you. The, the, the surfing's way more important than my wife. You don't even need to children, say children Or anything else. Any other human for that matter. No, of course not. Of course not. Um, <clears throat> maybe. A little bit sometimes. Yes. When I get a bit carried away, I, I do sort of go into a complete vortex. It's something that people have said about me before. It's just like, Will is the most selfish human you ever meet at the same time selfless for a selfish person you're quite nice it, because it can be, i can be i can be okay <laughs> i think that my my big tag has always been make sure i rip the piss out of myself yeah. just keep doing that card because at least uh, at least i can talk about my ridiculousness openly um going back to small ways i would have had criticism in a way before from people that and i took it as criticism and maybe it wasn't that where people would say oh we'll go out on anything like just whatever, because he's, he's got such low standards. A bit like, you know, he would date anyone of any score out of 10 in terms of looks or whatever. But let me make a point on that as well, shall I? Given that we're doing the Mindful Ooh, Surfer. Go on. Are you going to talk about past oh, no, I'm going romances? To t- no, I'm actually going to make a serious point. That the old adage that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, that it comes back to this image thing, isn't it? Is what is the ideal thing that we as humans, that the ego is pursuing? And small waves, in a way, are the embodiment of this idea that you'll go out in anything. Well, it's that you will get joy from everything. And that's where the good stuff is. I totally agree. The idea that there's a right wave for joy is a bit misleading. There's so much nuance. This is the entirety of the show. We try and go into the middle of the middle of the middle of nuance Mm. in the surfing world, which can be such a black and white. Like, well, those waves are really good because that's four to six feet and it's offshore. Mm. And it's, it's A-framing and, and whatever. And then, but <laughs> that's supposed to be awesome. That's supposed to be amazing. That delivers five stars on Magic Seaweed. Don't even get me started on the stars on Magic Seaweed. Goodness me. Lacking in nuance. But it does a great job, obviously, of providing um, surf forecasting. But the point is, that to someone is their highest, most deepest, most wonderful joy. And to someone else, that's utterly terrifying. Not only those two nuances, but within that, you have your individual mind-body thing to take care of. Now, if you go in with expectation, let's say... Exactly that. That something's going going to be amazing and awesome, and this is going to make me feel so, so good. Anything less than those things 
and we feel a bit disappointed. And I've done this so many times. On Friday, just gone, we had this big easterly come in. And I built it. I definitely built it in my head. I'd had a, f- a few days of not surfing. God, whoa me. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'd had a few days not surfing. There's a little tiny violin playing here somewhere. I don't know if you can hear it. It's the world's out, smallest violin. I need to whip out the violin for you because, mate, you'll be turning to the grumpy surfer too. I tell you, <laughs> we are not mindful surfers, Liam and I. We are, we, we're lying out of our arseholes. We tell we're there is a grumpy surfer podcast. There is. Yeah. There is. We get on that. And yeah, I, I definitely built up the swell was coming and it didn't live up to that hype in, in my head. And I think in one way, we've got to be kind to ourselves. You would have had a ton of surfs before where you build up this thing we call the past um, and that we call memory. So you'd have, let's say, had surfs a certain size, a certain level of cleanliness at certain spots that makes your mind remember Maybe if they, they were exceptional ses- sessions, should I say, sorry, that it'll make your mind remember those sessions as amazing. So what the past does is fascinating how it works because it lives in us in the present until we're aware of it which mostly takes hindsight by Mm. the way but then what we do is with the past we build up this repertoire of understanding about what we like and don't like so we go in inevitably with expectations so on one hand i think it's it's about being really um human and allowing yourself to do this classic thing in surfing and to put expectations up that then they may be going to come down. And because it, it happens all of the time because we, you, you cannot erase, well, you, you can erase it if you, if you're mindful of it. But in terms of the subconscious, you cannot erase how the past weaves its way into oh. your mind, body, psyche. But then on the other hand, to this human side is this thing we can all work at, which is growing in awareness of letting go of how the surf might be before we go in there. The timing of that. Yeah. Just before we go in. It's really, really, really hard to do. I get so overexcited. Well, there's a sort of school of thought. Two things. Expectation, like comparison, can rob you of the actual joy of enjoying the present moment as it is. Because it only ever is. And what's gone before is not going to be with you again. That is another world the past as they said is another country so the kind of expectation sits for me sometimes in that bracket with comparison that it will forever let you down unless you let go of it the other is kind of tools and techniques because we're all on this together mindful surfers aren't we we're kind of going through this as humans to say how do we get better and how do we sort of work on our minds and our bodies and the kind of joy that we get out of the ocean and i was speaking to someone about exactly this this resetting that before you go into the water to have a like a mini letting go, a mini meditation of giving yourself over to this. This is me getting a bit woo woo now, which I, you know we like to do on the show. Keep woo wooing, giving it yourself you well. over it suits you well. to to what is about to happen. It's a bit like a sort of you know you're going back into the ocean. You're going to be at one with this thing, and and it's helping me a little bit actually in, in the bigger stuff that we've surfed as well. Uh, although it's still there, but it's kind of allowing this symbiosis, if that's the word, the kind of becoming part of the environment that you're in and not letting it overwhelm you. But to do that, you have to sometimes set the mind. Just this kind of idea that that's what you, if you can allow yourself that kind of little bit of a deep breathing exercise before you put your feet fully in the water, you can set yourself up for that. It's really good. Dude, um, this relates to something I want to talk about in terms of the pre-surf. Yeah. We like to use things like music. We like to use things like coffee. We like to use things like other people Mm. and all these kinds of things. Mm. And it's amazing because if you think about how arousal works, so in in, in sports psychology, um, we have, guys, just stay here one sec. 
Um, in sports psychology, you have this thing called anxiety, and 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 I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> you know when you get out of your rhythm. Where so got, we, got, we've got we we got some uh, some youths hanging outside the we've studio. Got, we've got youths, and we youths. just uh, they promise to be quiet, but I think they as as always, and we've all been there. We've all all been there, and I don't want this edited out. Yeah. Now I was I actually said on on the, on the mic that we'll edit this out. Yeah. Fuck editing it out. Yeah. There's a couple of young lads who are outside our studio right now, and um, they're just walking around, caught making noise. Yeah, they're just being kids. They're not even kids, are they? Whether See, they should just... be at school or not, I don't know. It'd be better if they were surfing. There is a wave today as well. If I was there, I'd be down the beach having a good old surf. There you go. There you go. What's wrong with the kids today? What's eh? wrong with you uh, today? Eh? Bloody hell, this country's going downhill. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> um, I've actually got my shirt off still because that's why they're walking around they're that, a bit worried that will is sat in a recording studio yeah uh, half naked it gets so warm in here and then before the show we were like oh we got the youths outside so we're gonna have to shut the windows and if that happens i've got to take my shirt off i get so hot so yeah. easily um where was i pre-surf we all have rituals yeah sometimes it's certain friends messaging people calling people listening to music coffee water stretching meditation dot 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 the reason behind them all is they do mentally and therefore physically as well put you in a certain state. Mm. For some of you, let's say, for example, you're quite a sort of like cool, chill type person and you like to keep things you know, very calm and you know that's where you perform at your best. Yep. If you were to then put on, let's say, heavy metal or techno music or music that was really hyping up and you were to have loads more caffeine and get mm. too, too hyped up, hyped up, hyped up, it actually wouldn't aid your performance. Mm. You'd be getting too aroused, too, yeah. too over, whatever. If you know you need to be in that really, really calm place, then, then you go there. If, on the other hand, you're the kind of person who wants that pump up and you know you're in your absolute sweetest spot when you get really like fully ready in that type of way, then music is super, super powerful for that. But one thing I want to mention on it as well is that we all take on caffeine. And caffeine's really, really interesting. I studied this at university. If you want the performance benefits of caffeine, it's actually 70 milligrams. That is the optimal amount of caffeine to get the performance benefits in sport from it, right? Now, here's what's really interesting. Even a double espresso is 140. Mm. So we made this assumption in our pre-surf rituals that more caffeine, more coffee will be, you know, better. But actually, it's not the case. It does more to dehydrate us. And I know I've had this before where, you know, I love a bit of pumped up music i love to get really aroused before a surf and not that kind of arousal liam look at your face well i'm sitting across from a man sports, who's not wearing very many clothes sports I'm arousal. thank the surf gods that there is a desk between <laughs> us it makes me feel a little bit safer actually on this front i've now got to ask you have you had a boner in a wetsuit no see i i don't even know why we're talking about I, this i want i think i had a boner in a wetsuit at one point and it's like the belt tuck, you know, you've got to get it get it up. And I, and I had to sort of get it into a certain position under my suit and was genuinely sort of a bit self, extra self-conscious compared to normal. You're like an adolescent dolphin. You're very excited. Yeah. <laughs> good, <laughs> good example. I like that. Um, what do you like with pre-surf ritual? Do you know how you how you need to have your mind in that way? That's a good, it sort of changes and evolves. As I said, that I'm trying to become, and uh, I'll win at this in some some instances and lose it at others, but trying to become a little bit more aware of dropping the expectation levels, as we talked about, 
But also, you know, we were talking a little bit about this kind of, and I've experienced this myself, and you will maybe if you're a sort of improver and, and you're on that sort of path, is that letting go of the highs and the lows. So to do that, you have to be a little bit more impervious to the ups, the praise and the criticism, the downs. And to do that, it's just calming the mind a little bit and allowing just the experience of being there to come back in. I'm almost going back to how I was really enjoying it at the very beginning again, you know, mm. the sort of really kind of go in anything and surf anything and that real Ben Gravy vibe that uh, we sort of talk so much about. And those improvements, they weren't great, sometimes jolted me out of that. So I'm going back. I'm trying to just go back and say, whatever it is, is great. doesn't matter. doesn't matter if it's good. doesn't matter if it's bad. It just is. And it just is an experience of being back in the water and all of that stuff. And so perhaps that's where I'm dialing back a, a ritual of appreciation for what is about to happen, wherever comes from it. It's beautiful. I love that. And on that front, we will move on to segment number one, the mindful surfer, which is just this little couple of minutes that we do um, every other week, because in between those weeks, we do our guest. But on the weeks where it's just Liam and I, which is today, obviously, we just do a couple of minutes of uh, raising the awareness of your own mind and body so that you can learn how to pretty much center yourself. That's what it is and get all the good benefits that come from that. So just take a deep breath in through your nose and breathe out slowly. Take a deep breath in and breathe out slowly. I've got a challenge for you on this breathing work that we're doing, which is to breathe out as slowly as you can and notice what it does to your level of focus. Again, stay focused, be aware of your breathing and we do a couple more breaths. And uh, again, deep breath in through the nose or mouth, doesn't matter. But it's when you breathe out, just breathe out really, really, really slowly. But also do one more thing for me. Just look at one small thing while you breathe out slowly and keep your focus on that one small thing as you breathe out really, really slowly. One more deep breath in, and again, breathe out as slowly as you can. Good work, guys. And one thing I've noticed about mindfulness over the years, and what it's taught me, from probably having done thousands, yes, thousands, I'd say, now hours of my own meditation practice, is how ceaseless the mind is. Because there's no cancelling of ego or thoughts or anything like that, but more always just coming back to being aware of them. And in relation to surf, if you find yourself not having a great surf or someone's angered you or you're feeling a bit tired or whatever else is going on, just know that that breathing technique can always bring you back to basically just allowing it to be what it is. Simple. Mm. And in doing so, you do notice then who you really are mm. because who you really are is, is a being. Mm. And then you're a short border and then you're a long border. And then you're a body border and then you're a supper and then you're a dot, 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 add whatever label you want to add in there, parent worker, driver, whatever else. Because the beingness of us is the complete acceptance of the now and coming to one with now because it's the only thing that's real, that exists. And it's the only thing really that matters too. We do make our doingness matter so much more than what it actually means. Yeah. And I'd be the first to admit that I do this all the time and how it relates to surfing as I would fall off. I did on Friday, I fell off doing a reasonably simple takeoff 
for my ability, I feel like I could I could handle that kind of takeoff, and I just I just fucked it. I messed up, and uh, I actually slapped the water. I haven't done that for ages. In so, in like a temper tantrum. Yeah, style. just pissed, just a bit pissed at myself. Yeah, just pissed off and slapped the water, and then it was like a second later, I was just like, <laughs> I just laughed that I had done that. Yeah, it's just so powerful. This 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 ego and the what we're doing in this show so much. I hope. It's just raising your awareness of all that. It is, isn't it? And actually, we got a recommendation from a guy. Thank you for anybody that's sort of pinging the recommendations of things. And we are going through them. And one of our listeners, Ren, mentioned a book. You might have read it, Will, actually. But I, I picked it up off his recommendation, uh, which is called Ego is the Enemy by oh, Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday. So your ego gets kind of a little bit offended by things that it expects shouldn't go wrong and whether you're judged for it, and particularly in surfing. So it's human to... Slap the water sometimes or whack your tennis racket against the floor or boot a rugby ball or a football in anger if you miss the shot or the, the, the conversion. And, but uh, ultimately, it's being aware of that and not letting it get in the way of the next bit because that's gone. That bit's yeah. gone. Yeah. You can't replay that. You can try again, but you can't do exactly that thing again. Big time. The letting go process, to anyone who's new to what we might call inner work, yeah, which is what we discuss in this show, the internal workings of the mind, etc., and the body, and how we react to things, and how we respond to things, and etc. The inner working of let it go is a paradox. If I have someone, let's say I'm getting annoyed in the surf, and I have someone, or my own mind, say, you know, let it go. Oh, just let it go, mate. Come on, just let it go. Just move on. I'm still actively thinking about the very thing that I'm trying to let go of. So you try and let go of something you're thinking of. It's a bit like, uh, you know, don't think of a naked Will lying on a surfboard with his bum hole in the air right now on a 9-2 with this pink and glittery edges on it. Do you get my point? To your face. <laughs> I don't know if there's a phone number I can call for help after your, that. Your face. <laughs> I need a helpline. I really do. Is there an 0800 number Dis- that somebody could text Disgust in? in your face. Anyway, moving on. I think I'm quite a nice bum hole. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends? Or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. The more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. So the idea that you can let go of something by doing something is insane by its very definition. Yeah. The only way to let go of something is to not try and let go of it. Mm. Not say, I'm now letting go of it. Although some people quite like mantras. For me, it just takes one thing and one thing only. Be the observer of your own mind. And again, that's an interesting one because people then go, well, how? How can you be? How can you do that bit? And, and you're going, well, you're still missing the point. You're trying to do it. And the art of Zen is the non-doingness of things. Yeah. And when you've made your entire life doing and your entire life the labels that you wear, it's going to take a little while. So where I'm really going with this is is be patient with yourself in how you manage your own mind and body because these things will come up. It is the art of doing nothing in a way. And I know it sounds a bit facetious, but the sort of release that you get from being at to work from doing this inner work and working on it. And this is somebody who's trying it. And particularly when you apply that to life outside of surf as well, whether it's family, conflicts, business, 
uh, people owe you things, whatever it might be, is that you can become so swept up in the ego of not allowing that to happen because you are X, Y, and Z. You are the uh, CEO of a company. You are a leader. You are an alpha. You are a whatever you a might A short do. border. A short border, yeah. <laughs> You're a ripper. It sort of tries to hold on to and fight against things that you have no idea of whether you're going to win or it's good for your health or whatever it might be. So to just think, I'm not going to do anything about that. And it is a huge battle. It's a mm. huge battle. And you don't always get it right. But the anguish, I can say, that's ever really popped up for me, particularly in kind of a commercial world, and it can relate this back into the ocean as well, but really it is in that commercial world, is the younger egoic self and the people around you not allowing you to let go, wanting you to sort of have a reaction to that, trying to fire that sort of reaction up inside you, that kind of thought, those thoughts that are non-productive, non-constructive, non-growth, non-helpful, whatever you want to do, they're not mm -hmm. going to get you anywhere. And this doesn't mean be total passive, let everything go, but it certainly means don't cling on to the things that can only lead into a sense of, you know, anguish and heartache and a feeling of just sort of egoic uh, misery. Because ultimately as well, if the answer to the question, will this matter in a hundred years time is not one jot, then don't waste time on it today. Beautifully put. Segment number two is where we talk about the mind, the body and the stoke. What Liam and I have been doing with our mind and body to raise the stoke. Dude, hit me. Don't hit me, but hit me with not your words. rhythm with, with a rhythm stick. It's a terrible song that a lot of people like that. I'm not a really big fan. Hit me Ian with your rhythm Drury and the stick. Blockheads. Hit me with hit me. I know what you mean. It's it's a yeah. bit jolty. Yeah. I always feel like I should like it, but I don't. I hear you. But anyway, what have I been doing with my mind and body? Well, body. I just go into that. We're training every Wednesday night, aren't we? We're doing a surf workout with some of the local boys around here, and they are just boys at the moment. Local crew. Will's actually sort of put his PT hat on and he's whipping some of us sort of surfers into shape. And uh, it's good fun. It's really good. And actually on a serious note, because we're doing this body segment on here from functional fitness point of view, uh, after I sort of squashed my back and did all that crap, my legs, as you will know, if you've been listening to this for a long time, and, and as a consequence, have, been, have become quite weak. And so rebuilding them and sort of trying to get some strength back in the glutes and the functional sort of power in the legs is helping my surfing as well. So it is kind of going back into the ocean. Even got a float, a completed floater in these small ways the other day. And some of that is because of the training that we're doing on functional, accurate squats and lunges and jumps that don't put load on the wrong places. So that's all very good. I've got, I've got to mention something about yeah. people would have an idea about what a surf workout would be or should be. Of course, it'd be like, paddling type stuff and yep. snapping off the floor onto your board and mm. paddling again and all that and then maybe balance yeah. balance 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 and that's great mm. of course huge validity in all of that mm. and having trained quite a few surfers now and having been one myself mm. you know my n, n equals one of 15 years of my own surfing mm. training the thing that really gets neglected the most is is the um really high quality mm. whole body integrated spine into gluteal into hamstring into quad flexion um, extension and these primal movements of lunge, squat, etc. The kind of things that um, Tony Riddle yeah. discusses extensively in, in his, uh, you know, natural lifestylist uh, work. And basically, I'll give an example of having seen you serve and how it relates to the workouts and glutes and things. When we did the very first workout two weeks ago, your lunge pattern was okay. It wasn't exceptional. You predominantly used the muscles just by the knee which is really common. It's called quad dominance. So using all those little muscles, and they're very little. What they mainly do, those muscles, is provide um, knee stability and, well, a lot of hip stability as well. But you don't generate power and exertion and torque from your quads, believe it or not. 
where most of that comes from is the hamstrings and the glutes and other bits of the core dynamic, you know, internal core and your obliques and things. Fast forward a week later and you were getting better at the lunges and I could see that because your leg was, was shaking a bit more, but you, you, your, your hip flexor was opening up more. Your glutes were really, really firing. You could see the whole leg was now firing, shall we say. I then saw you surf a couple of days after that and it was at Saunton and you must have completed 20, 25 full cutback. I'd never seen you complete a cutback like that before and then you completed 2025 and what i could see in you was you were neither too high up on your board so standing to bolt upright nor were you down way too low and sort of just crouching you were where you need to be to surf powerfully which is right in the middle of that stance and we're going to call that basically a squat lungy type position so until you're really really strong at squats and lunges i personally believe that we can't get someone to progress their surfing. I agree. It is that big mm. a deal. People look at surfing and go, oh yeah, arms, 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 core, core, core. <laughs> if you don't get really strong in squats and lunges and fire up your glutes and get your hamstrings and all these things, your surfing will plateau. There's no doubt about it because it takes so much, so much strength to do a good turn. Yes. And I'm living through those improvements. Mm -hmm. So I would advise anybody to work on those parts of their physiology to start with in the training that you can bring to it. As we said, the lot of the things you can do to improve your surfing don't happen in the water. Adam talked about it, or the surfers we sort of consume the media of talk about it a lot. You see, it's all out there for everybody to go and have a look at how pro surfers train, you know, BOSU balls, ball training, squats, uh, deadlifts. All a lot of functional balance and work and stability of muscles and glute strength. And, you know, Will and I have talked about it a lot. It's kind of trying to return my glute strength back into mm. for stability of posture as well. But from a surfing perspective, it's uh, very, very quickly putting me back in a better place. Really love that, dude. I've got to mention, if people want to see a clip that yep. I would recommend massively as a trainer, Mick Fanning, during lockdown, yep. did a really, really nice glute activation, <clears throat> hamstring activation. Yes. Etc. A routine yep. that's online, it's on YouTube. We'll leave that in the show notes. We'll make sure we have that in there. And it's really, really and it was easy to follow. He was he's a cracking instructor. It's really really good. He's got powerful leg. And Yikes! He's the torque he can sort of throw at a maneuver is phenomenal. Uh, amazing, and that's coming from somewhere. It's not just surfing. Yes, he's having to do that that work online. I got one for mind. We had a big, big paddle out the other day in terms of difficulty. Our home break was on fire, shall we say, and, uh, and not just, you know, on fire um, by most people's standards means offshore. On fire in, in our home break means onshore. <laughs> so it was on fire in our thing that we love because it means we're getting waves, except it was whatever size it was. Who knows? Very, very large for Sidmouth. And um, the paddle out, having got to maybe minute, I don't know, 15, having duck dive possibly... 40 ways by then i don't know how many i'm just guessing here i'm probably exaggerating truth in a, like any like any good story i'm probably exaggerating it more than what and it really, a fish was this well, big it, ladies and gentlemen exactly what surfer hasn't freaking exaggerated a story bloody hell you'd be lying if you said you hadn't and what i do is the opposite i'm like this wave was only four inches <laughs> and i managed to get I, i've done a full roundhouse cutback rio and air <laughs> off this four inch wave that is a wonderful representation of where where we enjoy and what we do and what we like and don't like in our surfs, me and Liam, I tell you. The thing is, is that in coaching, I've done a lot of life coaching and I, and I wrote a book on happiness and uh, had a whole career in self-help in that way, in self-development in the mind and things. And uh, there's something that I mentioned in, in my book about how we get so much happiness from the form of, of what we call satisfaction, from persevering through challenge and coming through the other side. At the time of me paddling at that moment, was I happy? No. 
But I, I knew that once I'd gotten out, I would then be happier and I'd be totally satisfied. It's a feeling of satisfaction. And the really difficult thing for human beings is how can we work through something that's challenging at the time, knowing that it'll be good for us eventually? And that is true of life. It's called fortitude. And, and it's, through, it's through all of life, isn't it? The ability to hold off from those extra few beers um, that night, even though it would be really fun and lovely because you know the next morning it'll pay dividends. And so having fortitude in that way is a very unique thing that only very few hum- humans actually actually have. And I, I believe, and I did research on this, um, so it's a belief thing, but also, also it's founded in research that there's three Ps in getting through something to get the benefit of it. It's perseverance, patience, and presence. And the reason why that order is number one, just keep going. And there's a lovely rule that a coach called Tal Ben Shahar has. He calls it the five minute rule. If you're fucked doing anything, whether it's a diet or a workout or a paddle out or a difficult conversation with a loved one, whatever it might be, you're, if you're fucked and you're feeling it, but you know you got to go through it because it's going to benefit you, give it the five minute rule. And the five minute rule is you declare in that single moment, you're at least going to give this five minutes. It's a great little rule because what it can do is, it can either increase your energy or decrease your energy. And if it decreases your energy, because by the end of the five minutes, you're actually genuinely fucked and you need to just like throw in the towel, that's okay. Because obviously there's going to be times you can't paddle out. It's just life. It's just too big or whatever. But you give it the five. And by doing so, it's a mindset trick because it teaches you to just stick with it for those five. And you might then just nip through that next bit and that next bit and then, and then feel that you're getting momentum. Then energy goes up and you keep paddling, you keep paddling. Now, when I was paddling out, I didn't remember the, the three Ps when I'm there because obviously I'm in the midst of just paddling, but I practice this five minute thing. I sort of said, just, well, just five minutes. I just, I do it. I, I just, I just say it in my head. The patience is within that five, be here, just be here, be here. And the last bit being presence is, it, am I overall present in this experience or am I, or, or is my mind constantly wondering how am I ever going to get out? And if you practice those three, and you really bring that into your most difficult paddles or most difficult workouts or most difficult long journeys sometimes to the coast. Right? There's, there's a lot of stuff we've got to go Everything. through to get to joy, right? It can be really beneficial. It benefited me. And in the end, I did. I got out. After that five minutes, I was actually making some momentum. Yeah. And I could sense it. I could. It was only meter by meter, but I could sense it. Being totally honest with you, there's been tons of surfs where I've got to the end of that five minutes and I can feel and just intuitively sense I haven't gone anywhere and I just write but that's it, isn't it? And that's the authentic version of everything. So it goes all the way back to this common theme of marketed joy, marketed. I'm going to start calling it. We should sort of own this unless somebody else has already done it. In reference to surfing, fake use. You know, like fake use. Oh, yeah. You know, fake use. Yes. And I'll tell you why. And the person who sort of broke this down in a way, and we really loved his honesty on it, and we mentioned this in the post, there was Brett Barley, because he showed about how hard it is to paddle. And when you see people ripping on waves, sometimes you don't always see the bits. Ben Gravy's mentioned this before as well, so it's not just Brett. You see the edited footage of them surfing a couple of classic waves. You might not have seen the fact that it's a four-hour paddle to do four waves or whatever it is. And we've all been there. If you're listening to this and you surf in the UK, we have paddled, all of us, all of us in this together, all those mindful surfers, we've paddled and got beaten and got bashed up and part of your brain is thinking how oh, i don't ever see this I don't see this on youtube but that's the only way unless you've got a ski and somebody's taking you out or you're going on a boat or you're surfing a reef if you're surfing a beach break that relies on gnarly conditions to create waves you are getting pounded so true uh, and i did it the other day as well i nearly broke my mind with it because it was that easterly swell and i've been beaten by easterly swell on our break before and there was a photographer on the beach taking some shots probably of rory because he rips and i'm thinking i've just spent half an hour t- trying to get out and getting washed back you know washed towards the rocks washed towards 
And I just thought, I'm going to go again. I'm going to, I'm getting out because I could see a few, few of the boys out. And finally did pop out up through the last one and boom, you're out. And then you have this great surf. So it's about this not giving in, but don't believe the stuff that you're fed all the time as well on the fake use media. Use. media. The, when you see people surf a wave on a video, yeah. it is the highlight reel, the trailer to the movie, shall yeah. we say. And then what's the movie? What is the reality of being a surfer? If you wanted to really make it as a, like a movie and you reveal the whole story, <laughs> let's go through it. Having to really work at your diet, needing to get to bed on time and let go of all the fun that you might have otherwise. Being around the right people who are going to lift you up and help motivate you in those ways and not the other way around. The insanely long drives, plane journeys, et cetera, et cetera. The relentless trying, failing, trying, failing, trying, failing to get the right board under your feet, which itself is a fucking mission. The fitness that goes into it, so all the land-based fitness work, it goes on and goes on and on and on. And, and then here's the final bit. Here's the real truth. The relentless fucking paddling, non-stop relentless paddling. Because around the world, let's imagine that the entire world has had a session today of who can surf, let's say. So it's just taking into consideration that there's really different spots around the world, reefs, beaches, point breaks, da, 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 all kinds of different ways with different levels of, of severity. So super big, super small, whatever. Let's just take that all into one consideration right now and how many minutes of ratio, I'm going to do a ratio here, of paddling to riding on the wave in terms of actual seconds, we'll do it in seconds, do you actually think it would be? Just to get this whole thing in our minds, this whole marketed joy. Oh, riding waves, riding waves. Where it's actually... It's a very small proportion of the time in the ocean. It's fucking tiny. I never had a, never forget, who, I have a friend who once said, God, mate, why don't you just like snowboard? You'd be able to just surf all the time. I'm like, here's the thing. This is the very reason. Not entirely, but one of the biggest reasons why we love surfing in the first place. Because the... Scarcity. And the reward to effort ratio, and don't let this be, you know, be happy in the moment, but I think it ties into, whether I've got time to mention it, this, uh, how the social media companies lead us to believe that everything is an instant gratification. It's there to reel you in. And by the way, listeners, you have to watch this if you haven't, The Social Dilemma. It is eye-opening, scary, but gives context to what we're talking about in re reference to marketed joy and what they need to survive versus what you need to survive in terms of why they're doing, why they're marketing it like they're marketing to you. Be aware of it. We're just computer nodes that are programmed in order for these people to make money. We might do a whole show on this, but please watch that film. But anyway, it is that in longer term effort, in struggle, in that kind of Buddhist journey, if you like, that struggle towards something, the reward at the end is greater because of the effort. But sometimes the reward is in the journey. Don't worry about the destination. Enjoy the route to wherever it is you want to go. If it's instant, there is no reward in the journey. Please. Where does this thing called preciousness go if all you're doing is constantly, let's say, riding a wave? So let's call it snowboarding. But imagine that you could recreate something like that in the ocean. You were constantly just riding the wave. The preciousness of it would evaporate. That is so much of why we're doing it. And I think you mentioned this, but what we don't want to do by discussing this very stoic mm. surf life that we all live, because it is, it's, it's stoicism really, is put people off who are sort of on the teetering on the edges of the sport. Oh, completely it, the opposite. It, it, it's yeah. actually, it's just 
really try and keep in mind that there is so much more, like Liam's talking about embracing the journey that goes into the holistic aspect of surfing that isn't just the riding of the wave bit. Because even the moment you get out of the car and the big old sea breeze hits you in the face and the smell of the wax, God, the smell of the wax. I don't think anyone worldwide couldn't agree with that one. There's so many senses that are woken up and feelings and it evokes a connection to nature. and, And I could go on and on and on for hours. But the journey aspect, rather than it just being um, about the waves, even though I, I'll be very human and admit I do bloody love getting waves. Oh, it's, it, it's that's that's where the joy is, but that is where the effort meets reward. Yeah, but also meets depending on the conditions, danger and excitement and flow and providing you get your. It's not about getting your mind right. Actually. Providing you accept where you are and you're in that sort of moment, it is the back door again. I've said this a lot. Uh, it's the back door into the here and now, into meditation, into pure acceptance that you are just a being and not a doing. You're a being, not a doing. And on that note, guys, thanks for joining us. And we're very sorry about our um, interruption through the roughly middle, I suppose. Yes, we'll, we'll leave. We'll leave it. <laughs> we're going to so leave that in. We're all about authenticity. Let's yeah. be ourselves, right? But yeah, thank you for joining in. Thanks to listeners. Get well soon, Joel, who also is one of the listeners who mentioned that he's uh, nursing a back injury. We wish you well, and we'll be back in the ocean before you know it. And finally, we have Elizabeth. Oh, next week, guys, you are in for a treat because Elizabeth Sneed, the curvy surfer girl, who is just a force of energy and goodness and everything that we talk about when it comes to letting go of what other people think in comparison. She's on the show. We recorded the episode last week. She's on the show next week, and you will love it. Guys, see you soon. Laters.